Let's get the ball rolling. This is officially going to be the last live vlog for 2023. And God willing, uh, this vlog will set the tone for 2024 sets of analysis. So we have a couple of things already in the pipelines. Uh, of course, uh, some interested or excited. Uh, as I promised, I'm looking at doing new things, including giving a semi-lecture series, beginning with an introduction to Orientalism, right? So what is the Orientalist uh, paradigm? What was the conceptual, uh, uh, you know, the foundations to that? I know implication at all for modern political and geopolitical analysis. So it's going to be a one hour and a half, almost, I think one hour long lecture. Uh, or something a little bit shorter than that. So uh, I have been working on a number of uh, lecture series to give a different twist uh, dito sa mga vlogs natin, dito sa mga sa YouTube channel natin, Facebook channel natin, among others. Because I know, of course, folks come to our podcast and vlogs, you know, for entertainment, for humor. And, you know, I, I always say, no problem. I never shun humor. I never shun entertainment. Uh, because, you know, as Socrates said, you have to seduce people into truth. Uh, unfortunately, you know, unvarnished facts and truths sometimes are not the most attractive things. And unfortunately, that's why uh, fake news are almost more viral than uh, factual news. No, So what we need to do is always being an element of humor, an element of kanchawan, an element of bardagulan. Especially kung nandito tayo sa, sa Pilipinas, no? in a culture like ours. And guess what? I gave the same advice uh, to a number of leaders in this country, including the late and former president Aquino. I had a conversation with him just before pandemic. Uh, you know, we had our own sets of disagreements. Uh, but I think one of the things that any Filipino leader or president or thought leader should appreciate is that pagdating sa ating bansa, you always have to give, you have to put a little bit of a spice, you know, into your conversation. You have to put a little bit of humor, no? But never ever compromise your content in terms of, you know, substantive discussions or yung character mo. Uh, bilang isang tao or intellectual. I've been always uncompromising on that. So I always disagree with two sets of people. One set of people will say, hopeless yan, don't even try, right? All people want to watch is entertainment, I don't know, erotic, uh, you know, kind of uh, podcasts or conversations, or yung, I know, chismisan, marites and all of that. And then there's another group of people who say, no, 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 you can do it, but you have to, you know, a little bit water it down. I even hear terms like, you have to dumb it down. So I disagree with both those, both of those groups. No, so our experiment essentially since last year or so, since we became much more like full blown, uh, all out uh, podcaster, uh, with more than three hundred podca podcasts uploaded since last year. Uh, my observation is that kayaan, kayaan. Indisha um, madale, but thanks to support of people like you, our supporters on different platforms, thanks to the foundations that we built throughout the years. Uh, I think there's, you know, there's, you can give leg to these kinds of advocacies. So for today, today I'm going to talk about three things. Um, essentially, the three top political developments for me as far as 2023 is concerned. At anong implication at all for politics next year, right? All of these are going to be extremely, extremely important. No. Now, let me be absolutely clear. Para sa akin, una-una, pinakamahalaga, the biggest political event of 2023 for me is yung paglaya ni Senator, former Senator Leila Delima. I think that's the biggest political development of 2023 on so many levels. And I'm going to explain it to you guys why. To begin with, of course, 
this just confirmed what everyone has been saying for quite some time, which is walang basihan yung mga charges ng nakaraan na administration laban sa number one critic of President Rodrigo Duterte. I mean, no offense to some of our journalist friends, no offense to some of our friends who try to build themselves as a David versus the Goliath of Duterte, but the reality is that you know, when some of our journalists, friends of ours, were having chummy interviews or debates, hosting debates with Rodrigo Duterte, years before that, Leila de Lima, as the chief of the Commission on Human Rights, was taking the fight to Rodrigo Duterte, including in the Val, including in the city hall in the Val, right? So former Senator Leila de Lima has a very long track record of fighting for human rights against de facto warlords or, you know, your classic case of, you know, warlord political dynasties, no? So this is a person who has a long track record of really fighting for her convictions. I can talk about a lot of other things. Now, so so by every metric, Leila Dimon was the chief critic of the former president, his most uh, contentious um, rival uh, in, in many ways, at least in terms of, you know, standing up to Duterte in the first six months to one year. Most people, most people, let's be very honest about it, uh, had second thoughts about, uh, you know, uh, in, parang wag mo na banggayin ito si Digong dahil napaka-popular niya, 70, 80, 90% approval ratings. In fact, I think close to 90% approval ratings. Uh, yung idea na ito yung political honeymoon niya, let him do what he's, do, uh, what he's supposed to do. But it was Delima who really stood up to him. Fair, and, well, not so fair, but definitely square, right? Uh, and she paid the price for that. She paid the price for that. And no one, no one, as far as the big political personalities in this country are concerned, came close to the level of sacrifice that Leila de Lima had to make uh, in her fight for justice, in her fight for truth, you know, uh, and human rights in particular. You know, yes, there was harassment, legal harassment, there were death threats, all sorts of horrible situations. Uh, yun ang hinaharap ng mga ibang critics ng administration. I mean, I can say for myself, you know, the, the, the death threats, the attacks, the harassment, how many times we had to shut down our pages, go offline. You know, it, it became just so crazy uh, throughout the years. But, but you know, uh, this, this doesn't compare at all. It doesn't even come close to what Senator Laila Delimia had to go through. Uh, and, you know, she, she, she was almost killed, no? Uh, you know, at least we know about one instance, no, when um, a terrorist, inmate uh held her hostage and you know she 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 was almost gone right not to mention you know the constant threat of something potentially happening to her while uh behind bars and all of this happening even without her facing a proper trial you know judge after judge they had to cancel the trial they had to uh recuse themselves or come up with excuses so for more than half a decade senator de lima uh, you know, lost her freedom and was facing constant uncertainty, the worst kind of uncertainty. And that's the kind of sacrifice that has no parallels among the top political leaders in this country. Let's just be, uh, let's just be absolutely honest and clear about that. Now, the other thing that is important with the case of Leila de Lima is this. Nung pinalaya si Leila de Lima, she wasted no time to get back on the saddle. You know, uh, we know that in the case of Leila de Lima, immediately... Uh, she, she, you know, she gave interviews right and left, including with yours truly. Did this a podcast, Nathan? We know that with Laila Delima, immediately, you know, she considered getting back into uh, political action, including yung kanyang pag tanggap ng position of spokesman for the Liberal Party, the I mean, the long-time opposition party, and the longest-running uh, opposition 
party, I mean, well, party, mainstream party in the Philippines for that even matter, for that matter. And and more than that, of course, nakita natin with Senator Laila de Lima, she openly threatening to go after her tormentors, no, including the former president. No? So essentially normalizing the quest for accountability. So may kinalaman na ito sa ICC. May kinalaman na ito sa Franz Castro and other progressive leaders also fighting back and considering legal action against the former president for threats and all sorts of horrible things in the past and the human rights catastrophe that we had in the past. But the other important thing to also keep in mind here is also Senator Laila de Lima potentially um, inspiring a new generation of political leadership, a new generation of uh, opposition politics, and potentially being the center, no, being the center of uh, a new revitalized opposition. So nakita natin dun sa isang discussion natin earlier this year, we had the um, we had uh, this picture, no, uh, by Congressman Gilat. Uh, which showed Leila de Lima in the center, and then you had de Lima, and then behind you had Franz Castro. So you're already seeing embers of a potential united opposition with Senator Leila de Lima as the fire in the belly, right? As the pivot of this uh, potentially more more unified, more full spectrum, and more dynamic opposition. Now, let's be realistic. I think, you know, things in 2025 may not look best for the opposition, but I think if the opposition get its act together and put the you know the the pieces of puzzle together, they could be in a very strong position for 2028, and they could be very strong fiscalizer from 2025 to 2028. No, and also make sure that they'll be in a position to make sure now what a mumbo jumbo after 2025. No, so in that sense, the biggest um, political development of the year also has very much long-term implications, especially for 2024. And in a moral, emotional sense, of course, I'm more than happy to see former Senator Leila de Lima spending time with her family and loved ones and having the kind of respite, getting the kind of respect and recognition of everything that she deserves after all the sacrifices that she made. Now, let's go to number two. The number two biggest political development is something we have been hinting at at quite some time. I have been writing about this potential for years already, as early as 2021. You can check my article on Nikkei Asia about the potential fight between House of Duterte and House of Marcos. So this kind of a Game of Thrones situation is something that I've been looking at for quite some time. But to be honest, that, that the speed, the velocity, and the viciousness of the conflagration of the unit team has perhaps taken a lot of people off guard. But one reason this was never surprising to a lot of us is because we were following what was happening in the blogosphere. And my mga followers tayjan na alam natin, alam nila yung pinag-usapan natin. Now, you know, we saw some of the big bloggers, you know, nagbubuljakan na ngayon laban kay Marcos Jr. at laban kay First Lady. Yung mga iba dyan na, you know, solid kay Marcos Sr. ngayon galit na galit kay Marcos Jr. Yung iba dyan na pro-Duterte ngayon solidly against the administration. And we see also a lot of moves by former allies of the former president, former members of PDP Laban, now them aligning with the other side, you know, and with no less than the vice president somehow, you know, uh, you know, being cut off guard, uh, cut, cut in between, no? And yes, also cut off guard. So, yung conflagration of the unit team, uh, I don't think this process is over yet. Uh, I think we're going to see more of that as we get closer to 2025 elections. You can use, you know, all-out war, civil war, whatever terminology you want to use there. 
obviously, you know, um, we wish the best for the country. I don't think it's good for the country to be divided. I'm not necessarily a fan of any of these political factions, but division within the country is not good for us, especially as we face a lot of challenges internationally, geopolitically, economically, and so on and so forth. But in a way, this was almost inevitable because what brought the unit team together was convenience, was electoral calculus. But, and there were a lot of tensions, including when Marcos Jr. Uh, began to choose his top cabinet position and did not give the Department of National Defense position to his running mate as was expected, right? So don't pala nakita natin may mga hidwan na, may mga fault lines na. Once Vic Rodriguez was gone, once, uh, you know, people uh, close to the former administration, including the military, were semi-marginalized, if not more, we saw the embers of something more significant coming, you know? But, you know, the whole Tambaloslos episode, the viciousness, not only among bloggers, but also the back and forth among politicians, major next level, yun. But I think more is yet to come next year, and we're about to see also what's going to happen to SMNI, because the SMNI is also kind of being cut off guard, I, well, cut in between, if not also cut off guard here. So lots of proxy wars happening here, and potentially we may go beyond proxy wars here, more back and forth between the chief protagonists here. The former president already is very vocal about his criticism of his of the incumbent and, and, and his successor. So let's see if the current president incumbent is going to go also gloves off, uh, you know, mode anytime soon. Again, we know this this person to be very, very um, conflict avoidant, among others. But, you know, at some point, you have to draw the line. And at some point, your hands is going to be forced. So that's another thing that we have to look at. But this brings us to the third and a very important element, which is yung, yung situation so West Philippine Sea. Now, there's a lot of mumbo-jumbo nonsense out there. Yung idea na uh, this whole gaslighting industry of our Makapili club friends. No? This idea na kasalanan pa ng Pilipinas na binubuli tayo sa West Philippine Sea. I mean, there's nothing more ridiculous than that. The idea of us blaming ourselves for doing the right thing, which is upholding and defending our sovereign rights sa sarili natin bakuran. International law is very clear. Walang basihan yung China's nine-dash line. International law is absolutely clear. Hindi po territory ang second Thomas Scholl. It's just a low tide elevation, but because it falls within our continental shelf and our exclusive economic zone, it's more or less, you know, an area where we can exercise our exclusive sovereign rights at walang basihan yung mga claims ng China dyan. But more importantly, this is something that people keep on missing. The reason why nag-OA, napaka-OA ang China uh, in terms of the response to us is not only the element of, you know, uh, ETCA and Taiwan, which I think are important in fairness amount to that and the Philippines Treaty Alliance with the United States. Of course, that's a big factor. But I, I, but I will... Uh, contend that the big also element here is that na surprised din ang China sa sa direction ng Marcos Jr. administration. I think nasanay sila dun sa slavish, subservient um, presidency na meron tayo in the past and they were expecting that Marcos Jr. more or less continue along the same line and they thought that with pledge trap and just making empty pledges they could get the ball rolling in their own favor and get our uh, essentially strategic uh, you know submission but none of that is happening. None, is that, none of that is happening. Now, we can have a long discussion about dynamics between Marcos Jr. in the U.S., what's going on there, marami mga marites and conspiracy theories there. But the reality here is that the Philippines is doing what, is, what it was supposed to do under Duterte and what 
any decent self-respecting patriotic president would do, which is continue to resupply our own mission within sa sarili natin bakuran. And we're talking about, you know, <laughs> you know, since 1999, andun po yung mga tao natin dyan sa Sierra Madre. So, bakit ang OA ng China ngayon pag nagre-resupply tayo dyan? We have been doing this for more than 20 years. Almost a quarter of century we have been doing that. So, clearly, this is about whiplash. This is about, you know, uh, the violent lashes of a, you know, of a, of a, of a bully, right? Of, 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 a, of a surprise beast for that matter. So, yun po yung tinitignan natin context ngayon. So, in many ways, uh, the big, big development of 2023 is... Not only the Philippines becoming more and more um, open, no, uh, don sa kanyang, uh, uh, you know, well, Philippines more openly exposing yung pagbubuli na nangyari dyan sa West Philippines, which I think is something slightly different from the previous administration also, including also the Aquino administration, you know, using of usage of drones, usage of aggressive transparency, but also, of course, building up uh, defensive alliances and joint patrols and all of that. So, tanggap ko yun. Tanggap ko na these are slightly new elements, but these are elements that are commonsensical, right? Now we have a lot of our friends, our Makapili Club friends, you know, um, who keep on saying, "Dapat, you know, dapat gayain natin yung mga ating mga kapitbahay." Tignan mo sila, nagkuha sila ng investments and all of that. Like, let, let me be absolutely clear about some basic facts here. Okay, first of all, Vietnam has made zero concessions. On the West Philippines, uh, on, on the East Sea or South China Sea issue, they continue to claim the areas that China claims. They continue to push back against what China has been doing. They continue to push for oil and gas exploration by Russian, Indian, foreign companies in areas also claimed by China. So there's zero concession by, by Vietnam. In fact, the reason why Vietnam is having this relatively decent relationship with China is because China had to accept. Matapang talang Vietnam. So, ano, amugera tayo? Hindi. Because China also cannot afford that. Their economy is not doing well. And economically, because Vietnam is so geographically close to China, malapit yung manufacturing base ng China, especially in Pearl River Delta, yung tinatawag na Greater Bay Area, napakalapit sa Vietnam. And Vietnam now also emerging as an alternative global manufacturing hub. So, it makes sense for China to have good relationship with Vietnam because a lot of Chinese companies can export to the West via Vietnam, which, by the way, has bilateral free trade agreements with the EU, with the United States. Uh, it's part of the CPTPP, which is led by Japan and was supposed to be led by the United States. So, so it makes perfect economic sense for Chinese uh, folks to be invested in Vietnam because this is where to make money. And China had to accept, you know, in the ubrang Vietnam. So, anong gagawin natin? Wag na tayo economic deal? Wag na tayo in chami? No. And at the end of the day, they're two communist countries, so they have relatively robust party-to-party relationships. So this has nothing to do with them supposedly, you know. No, Vietnam is still fighting for what they're fighting. So that's fact number one. Fact number two, Malaysia, it's true that under current prime minister, uh, Anwar Ibrahim is sounding very pro-China and all of that, and there's a lot of story behind that. But let's not forget what Mahathir was doing a few years ago, bashing China on pledge trap and all of that. Let's not forget that Vietnam, i uh, sorry, Malaysia unilaterally deployed a West, the, the West Capella oil drilling uh, platform to drill oil and gas for Petronas sa South China Sea areas in areas claimed not only by one communist country, but two communist countries, both Vietnam and China. So there was a three-way scramble happening from late 2019 onwards, but, Viet- but Malaysia did not give up. 
tuloy-tuloy yung ginagawa ng Malaysia. And speaking of Singapore, our very good friends in Singapore, yes, it's true that Premier Lee said something about caution and all of that. But let's not forget, Singapore has no direct maritime disputes with China. Singapore, uh, Singapore has very good economic relationship with China. It's a Chinese-majority country also. But importantly, having said that, Singapore has a solid military relationship with the United States and increasingly with other major powers, including United Kingdom, uh, Quad countries, uh, the United States uh, can per has been permanently positioned its littoral combat ship Jansa Change in Singapore. Behind the scenes, Singapore is buying billions of dollars of American weapon systems, including F-35 fighters, F-35B, which can vertically go up. So let let's get some of those basic facts uh, very clear here. So, ang ano bang suggestion? Ano bang mongkai na ating mga matatalinong makapili club? Uh, ang ang mongkai nila ay Maging nice tie is a rhetoric? Well, I mean, President Marcos Jr. has been very nice to China and often. And what did he get from China in return, right? Kaya nga sabi kailangan natin new paradigm. Ano ba mong kaya ng mga makapili friends natin na huwag na tayo mag-resupply sa sarili natin area and let's just allow China to take over? No ASEAN country is doing that. Vietnam is not doing that. Malaysia is not doing that. Indonesia is also not doing that. Indonesia actually does not have direct disputes with China and South China Sea, but because napaka vague yung claim ng China, napaka expansive and napaka all over the place, umabot pa sa North Natuna Sea, so lumaban din ang Indonesia. And yet, Indonesia was still able to get huge investments because they drew the line with China and because they're a big market. So this is the problem with the spin doctors, Makapili Club, and some of the, you know, let's just call them what they are, useful idiots out there who are spinning this for, for a hostile power, when in fact, the reality is this. The Philippines can have a good relationship with China when China accepts that the Philippines is not a pushover. China accepts that Duterte is no longer the president and we're not going to have a Duterte-like president perhaps for quite some time. Constitutional change coming soon. Uh, and um, the other thing we have to keep in mind also here is that, you know, um, yes, why not China also tone down their, you know, their, their bullying Jansa West Philippine Sea and rather focus on economic cooperation with the Philippines. Now, speaking of economic cooperation, actually, our trade with China increased even during Panonia Aquino. Ang problema kasi sa trade natin with China is mas kumikita sila sa atin, right? Mas marami export ng China sa atin kaysa tayo sa China. So actually, there's an imbalance in this trade. So actually, the real challenge is how to make sure we export more to China. But more than that, we have no evidence to suggest that if you're nice to China or subservient to China, so West Philippines and all, they're going to be nice to us in terms of big-ticket infrastructure investment. Aside from some beautification projects, some whatever bridge made by Chinese contractors here and there, ano mga big-ticket infrastructure projects ang ginawa ng China? Oh, maraming Pogo investments, but that's not big-ticket infrastructure investment from the Chinese government. Let's, let's be very clear about that. All right. So when you look at all of those things, um, Mahameda, uh, it looks like the three will all be playing with each other. So all these three elements will be related in one way or another, right? What the real opposition is going to do is going to affect the dynamics of unitim, dynasty, dynastic, interdynastic, interdynastic, Marcos versus Duterte dynastic, and then there's also intra dynamic, of course, yung isang sister, kalimutan. But it's also going to affect the West Philippines aspect because our ability to stand up to China and to fight for our rights, a lot of that will also depend on how unified we are domestically and how we make sure the Makapili Club and all of that. Uh, will not undermine our national security and create unnecessary fissures and fault lines within countries. So all of these three elements are interrelated. And we have to understand it as a whole package and unit. And that's the thing that we're going to focus on in the coming year. Now, before we end this vlog, thank you so much again to all of you who support us. Actually, you know, I, 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 you know, I just, just had a post about, you know, you know, 
let's just the thing is at, at last year at this point I was actually very very anxious because you know um the question I had to myself is like okay what now the bar the question I had to myself was like what now and uh because the idea was sorry I just have to No, 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 I mean, you know, guys, I'm a competitive person. I don't want to waste my time, right? I'll do my best to make sure that we push the country in the right direction and all of that. But, you know, if people want to keep on, you know, voting trapos and all into power, etc., you're going to ask yourself a question like, okay, what are we doing here, right? Uh, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Am I wasting my time? Am I, you know? Um, and then, of course, it's not only our politics, which is a big problem. It's, 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 it's all oligarchs. It's all of those big companies and conglomerates dominating every aspect of our economy. It's about, you know, all of those, uh, you know, traditional uh, folks in the intelligentsia and media, you know, I'm not sure if, if they're really here to, you know, to speak truth to power or, you know, speak along with power, uh, their own version of truth, which serves them both, you know. So you know, it's, there were so many things that I was, I was, I was very worried about and I was, trying to find out, you know, what was the best course of action? How can I be of use? And how can I make sure I'm not wasting my time? Because, as you know, um, you know, I, I do a lot of things, right? I write on China. I write on geopolitics. I'm familiar with multiple regions of the world. I've written books, academic books, on multiple regions of the world. Um, I work with think tanks all around, the, all around Earth. I've been quoted with, by and work with, you know, I, you know written op-eds for you know, leading media publications in Asia, Europe, U.S., what have you, right? So what I was asking myself is like, hmm, anong gagawin natin dito? Anong pecha na? Anong bag na? So I was very anxious. I was really, really anxious. Um, and I think it's really during that moment of, uh, of uncertainty where you really have to make that leap of faith. You know, as Kierkegaard puts it, you have to really make that leap of faith. And the idea was, I cannot control everything. I cannot control most things. Um, I'm not 100% sure about how things are going to turn out. Although I was slightly optimistic in general. Um, but there were so many things that frustrated me. There were, there were, there were many people that, that, that extreme, were extremely disappointing. There were a lot of people that I expected more from. Uh, and yeah, I mean, yes, because, you know, hindi naman madali gumawa ng mga vlogs and all of that. It takes away time. It takes away energy, right? Literally, two days ago, I was recovering from flu and all. After meta, bumaksak na naman, nagka-fever na ako. So I just realized how energy-consuming actually this is. I mean, to you guys, maybe it looks like nakaupo lang ako at, na, you know, nagdadaldal lang tayo. But it's actually very tiring for me. And believe it or not, actually, I'm an introvert. <laughs> I know. I'm an extroverted introvert, meaning you put me in front of like, I don't know, 10,000 people, no problem, I can talk. You can put me in front of, no, but to be honest, you know, like, I'm, I'm a loner. Um, you know, most of the time alone, I'm, I'm just reading, I'm just writing, I'm thinking, uh, and try to spend time with family lovers. I mean, that's just who I am, no? Um, I mean, I, you know, I try to be cool and fun if you're around me, but as much as possible, you know what I mean? They're just so, I'd rather, you know, be alone with my thoughts and figure out how to, you know, help the universe in that sense, right? And to make the most out of my life. Um, so, 
to be honest, it sometimes it got very, very lonely and very, very frustrating because there were some people that I really expected a lot from, and you know they gave these indications. They gave these indications. They gave these indications. Yeah, yeah. I have to take care of my sick dad. Yes, yes. Friday. Yeah, yeah. The the, the sorry, my my dad is sick. It's, it's just there. Okay. No, no. I mean. I just on frustrations talaga last year. Grabe. And 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 the reason I was able to get over those frustrations because it's the love of my family. Uh it's my faith in the Lord. Uh it's because I believe what I was doing is right. And it's really also because of you guys. I know that my mom pinost ako na you know like uh no sponsors, no no production team, whatever, it's just passion, but that passion didn't come out of nowhere. It's it's feeding off on the energy that you guys give. You know the funny comments you make, the uh, the caring and the supportive uh, comments that you share and messages you send. N- not the creepy ones. Please lang, guys. I know I, you know. I know love niyako, but you know, please lang. Don't 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 post weird stuff there. Okay? <laughs> like I feel uncomfortable. Please, okay. Alright, in the ako BTS, okay. Don't don't send me like okay. But but you know, like you know, decent, dignified comments and messages. I really appreciate that. I appreciate when you know friends just message me. Hey, guess who I'm watching? My favorite show, R and R, or you know, you want to Um. So yeah, I was really disappointed with a lot of people. There were a lot of people that I I, I thought they're they're progressively minded. I thought they they respect what we do, and I thought that they would be more than happy to support you know something special because you know you need a certain infrastructure, you need certain economics, no, to to make something like this work. Right, because it takes away time, energy, and everything like that. So, I was just so so frustrated uh, with with so many people. Um, and you know, guys, you know, if if someone crosses me and I believe they're wrong, I'm gonna call them out. I called out Facebook, I called out TikTok, I called out Philippine Airlines. So, hindi ako natatakot. I mean, you could be big big corporations, and I'm gonna call you out. And guess what? In a way, I always win when I when I call out on big companies, right? Because I'm right. And I know people understand where I'm coming from. So, you know, I always make sure if I'm going to go after you, a big corporation, big company, you're going to be held accountable for that. And I'm grateful that, of course, there was also receptiveness and openness to the legitimate criticism I raised, right? Uh, and, of course, the constructive advices that I gave them, Philippine Airlines, Malcojeo. Anyway, um, but, it's, you know, there's so many virtue signaling, uh, pawoke, you know, corporations, institutions out there. And I tried to reach out to them, you know, because I, you know, I, I had faith in them. I said, baka naman, baka naman. And at first, they'll give you all of this, pa-asa sila sa'yo, pa-send sila sa'yo ng mga proposals. Um, so I ended up wasting, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off, really. I, I'm really, really pissed off because I wasted 10, 20 hours writing proposals here and there, uh, you know, to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, I could have reasonable partnership with different people without undermining my integrity and independence because that's always non-negotiable. And, you know, and, you know, gago, essentially. Gago yung nangyari, di ba? Sorry to say, I'm sorry, Lord, but... So anyway, ako naman, I'm a professional person. Uh, all I said is next time make sure you don't waste my time because if you waste my time one more time you know the 20, 30 hours whatever hours I spend on all these things I'm going to make you pay a price for that okay because the 20, 30 hours I could have put into so many other things that would have been 10 times more productive than all of that 
But anyway, the warnings were already sent to certain people, so I hope they don't mess around anymore. But um, so I was really, I don't take things lightly, right? I, because I believe God did not create us in vain. I think God had a mission for all of us, and we have to fulfill this mission and really do our best to fulfill this mission. So when I feel someone is wasting my time or someone is not taking something seriously, seriously enough, or I think people are just pocket and all of that, I'm going to call that out, all right? You see, we had Gomborza, we had Rizal, we had all these fantastic people more than 100 years ago. And then look at how we ended up. We ended up this way because we allowed the trapos and oligarchs and all this, like this whole culture of mediocrity and all, everything else to, to hold us back. So we need to correct that. We need to push back against that. And of course, it's not going to be easy. And, and for me, I just felt it's just part of journey. At least nakakaalaman na. Now I know who is who. And thanks to you guys, I got to also know, you know, that marami, marami dyan sa ating mga kababayan, including a lot of people who don't agree with me 100%, you know. Um, I know, I mean, we have followers who are like pro-Duterte, uh, pro-Marcos, of course, many of course pro-Pro-Lenny, many of course, may mga pro-Isco, may mga pro and I know that they're not there because they're happy with everything I say. I think some of them even came in just to bash me or, or hate or whatever. But I think eventually everyone who, who bothered to listen to, to, to the, the cadence, to, to, to bother to understand the intentions behind what we're doing, they realize, okay, something else is going on here, right? This is, this is a humble, small, flawed, yes, flawed, but still uh, well-intentioned effort to introduce a different approach to entertainment and infotainment, right? I know what I'm talking about. I've worked in all big media networks in this country, right? Not only abroad, but I've worked, and I'm still writing for the biggest newspaper in this country, all right? Okay, so so I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the state of infotainment and everything in this country. I just realized, you know, if you want to do something really special, something that has not been, been done before, or has not been done for quite some time, it's just unavoidable. It's just unavoidable that you're going to run into frustrations. You're going to run into some walls. Uh, you're you're going to have moments when you're going to doubt yourself. You're going to have moments where you're going to question yourself. You're going to have moments where you're, gonna, you're wondering, you're, are you, are, am I doing the right thing? Am I wasting my time here? Because, you know, I'm not going to be, quote, unquote, young forever, right? Um, I still want to write a novel, at least. You know, one of my goals is to write a novel that would have been Rizal's third novel. As you know, guys, uh, Rizal had the trilogy in mind. So everyone knows Noli. Few have read El Fili, which is fantastic. Really my favorite, one of my favorite, top 10 favorite novels of all time. Along with um, uh, The Idiot and um, War and Peace and a lot of Russian novels for that matter. Um, I want to do a proper book uh, on, on you know, why is the Philippines where it is today and kind of like the secret history of the Philippines, you know. Uh, and you need energy for that. You need strength for that. You need time for that. You, you need to have resources for that, no? So, you know, I hope folks don't... This is not about being whiny and drama and saying, oh, it's just, you know, sometimes you just have to be reasonable and wonder what is the how can i make the best out of what i i got right and while you're semi-young 
right, or, or still energetic, how can I make the most out of that so that I can leave a legacy, right? And lo and behold, what I realized is that this podcast things we're doing, this vlog things we're doing is also part of the legacy building, right? One of the things I realized is that greatness is not only about writing great novels or great books. That's fantastic. It's important. You know, I've written many books myself. I want to write more. I want to do more. But I realized it's not that one big, you know, uh, book, grand book, and then that's it. It's really about this everyday conversation you're going to have with folks, right? This everyday disagreements and back and forth and bardugulan. This constant dialogue, this daily dialogue, just like what Socrates had in the Agora. You know, every day he would go there to the center of town, talk to the aristocrats, talk to, I don't know, slaves, talk to whoever, right? And, and it was that daily, daily philosophical interaction and dialogues that gave meaning to his life and what makes Socrates one of the most amazing uh, souls that has ever, you know, walked the surface of earth. Although some will question whether Socrates really lived. We can talk about Socrates, Shakespeare. But, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so what I realized is actually what we're doing, these vlogs and all of that, yeah, on the surface, you can make fun and napaka underproduce, pangit ng quality, yung internet natin malabo. Yeah, many times, you know, yung mga kapurma. I mean, all the... Alam mo na this, diba? But, but, you know, that's why I really, I was, I felt so relieved, no? Doon nakita ko na kaya natin magta-top 100 sa Spotify. Na nagawa natin top 30 sa Apple Podcasts. And time and again, we, we were number one sa news and political podcasts. It's, it's, it's really a big deal for me. It's really a big deal for me because it's not about my ego. I mean, although, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not the most humble guy walking around. Yes, at least I have the self-awareness. But this is about showing that kaya yan eh. That with limited resources, with limited... Um, Production. I mean, my konting naman tulong ako here and there with thumbnails or whatever. But you, you see, most of it is really just spontaneous. Uh, with shorts, of course, thanks to Paring Anton. But, but most of it is really raw production, no? Um, and we're not talking about, you know, uh, I don't know, celebrities, I don't know, sex life of people, yung mga barangay love stuff like that. I mean, those are fantastic, of course. That people. But my point is, to be able to be still in top 100 in Spotify, top 30 in, in Apple Podcasts, etc., when you're up against all of these other well-established, well-funded, uber-produced, uh, entertainment-oriented, erotic even, some of them, that, I, I just felt a, a, a profound sense of relief. Na parang, okay, mukhang, mukhang hindi ako delusional when I thought we can do something special here. right? And again, and again, this is not about, oh, hey, Darian thinking he's the man who's going to solve all that. No, no, no. This is about inspiring a new generation. Kaya kung nakita niyo yung sa ibang interviews ko recently, I had two uh, dun sa TV show natin, View from Manila, which, thank God, of course, we were nom- nominated sa Asian Television Network Award, finalist in Taijan, so I'm super thankful to Lord. I mean, <laughs> just, I mean thank God um, and God willing, you know, uh, you know, I hope the best because this is also my way of saying thank you to our to my team and all of that, the sub view from Manila and our long conversation and all. Now, going back to this, um, sorry, no distract. Oh, I'm just checking on my dad here. Um, no, I mean, yun nga eh. 
the idea so so, so so sorry yeah i just remembered so you saw you know i'm, I'm doing the, also this podcast with some of our uh fellows fellow millennials almost gen z mayata diba talking about west philippines and all of that uh, at this i had two at these episodes of you from manila with three young uh, younger than me definitely you know folks in their 20s or early 30s uh you know so i was very proud and happy so that you know we have this generation I mean, i'm not taking let me be absolutely clear i'm not taking credit for that what i'm just saying is that i hope the next generation gen z or younger folks you know when you know they can say uh there was a guy like hey darian you know with limited resources but a lot of you know <laughs> a lot of, uh, was was kind of able to pull off at least i don't know five out of ten and hopefully one day there'll be people who pull off 10 out of 10 and 15 out of 10 or whatever are going to do better than but at least i'm glad we paved the road we paved the road and essentially proof of concept i and this can be done this can be done without sponsors without production whatever now i'm not ruling out that at some point you know when you reach a certain scale you will need certain level of production and help etc yes of course at some point but at least over the past year or so we proved that we can make it to top 100 in spotify top 30 in apple podcast and cons- not I mean, always but at least more or less number one in news and political podcast with with the very limited resources that we have right and with the very sabog <laughs> yeah, sometimes sabog, i mean but that's the thing eh? sometimes para nakakirita yung mga comment now why don't you go straight to your point like dude if you want to read if you want to get my idea exactly on a certain issue go on google and type hey darian and vietnam you will have my full article 100% on about that this vlog is not supposed to be a substitute for you reading uh quality materials including articles by yours truly all right so my articles are out there there are probably 2000 of them at least out there that are available for free you can read them or at least you can have free access limited access okay so this is a conversation this is dialogue you know socrates wouldn't go to agora and say mr i don't know something i'm gonna have three points today that, that, that's not how you do it right it's it's a dialogue it's a conversation right now if you want to have you you know uh, essentially treaties on a certain issue I, i also have that but go and read my books go and read my articles but if you're here this is going to be a conversation all right anyway i don't want to be drama i don't want to be emotional or anything like that but i just hope you realize guys there's a lot of passion uh positive passion but there was also a lot of frustration and anger uh, that, that has been dri- driving us but for the good cause because we know we're doing the right thing here so so you know before we end the final vlog of the year let me just say thank you so much to all of you folks on youtube on 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 uh on facebook i mean youtube has been a revelation thank god i mean youtube has been big no um uh, we're doing very well also in youtube thank you so much uh of course facebook i mean looks like it's cyclical so siguro hopefully pag malapit na election sulit bumalik tayo dun sa mga million views videos and all nothing but thank god some of the supporters natin sa youtube and other platforms uh you know there's there's some sort of momentum here and we're trying to be more active on tiktok among others as you know i raised already some issues with tiktok um i'll try to raise this with their management and all let's see how things go with that uh, because i want to make sure that we maximize all platforms in the best way possible to get the message out and more generations you know people across different generations listening to the right message because i think this is what we're doing and as you know I, i'm into collaboration i'm really really into collaboration uh i don't believe in petty competition yeah, yeah it's post ranking i'm number one this and that but you know this is not to this is not supposed to be disrespect to other people it's, it's you know it's just it's just telling our supporters and all now we're on the right track no 
Ako, I'm really for for collaboration because I don't like petty competition. I am for competition, certain level, certain levels of rivalry and competition, like Ronaldo versus Messi. I don't know, um, Brian versus LeBron James. I don't know, Benz versus BMW. Like, yeah, yeah, certain healthy rivalry is always good, and I welcome that, right? Um, but I'm definitely for more collaboration than competition, blah blah blah, and all of that. So, uh, so thank God that we have friends like Lele Claudio, friends like. Uh, Ronald Liamas, friends like Kristan, Mark Gamboa, among others who have been collaborating with Mark Naman. This goes more than two years already, but this year, quite a revelation with Ronald Liamas, quite a revelation, of course, with also with uh, with Kristan, uh, and of course with Lelo, totally the new efforts. That and so, thank you so much for that. All right, uh, before that, I'm a drama, a little dramatic. Let me just go back to this. I'm just making sure I have internet. Sorry. Now, before we get melodramatic and all, um, no, we're not going to get melodramatic. But this was myself saying thank you to you guys, right? And you see me for who I am, right? You know, you, you know, no, no makeup, no. I mean, okay, I mean, of course, you know, I'm not going to say stylish, but you know, and eh, sometimes a little bit too experimental. I love how many bashed me Tatler Ball last year. Na, na ka, ano ko, hindi ako nag. Hindi, kasi di ba may heel socks na hindi nakikita. But anyways, whatever, you know. Mamaya natin pag-usapan yung mga Paris Fashion Week and all of that. But, but you get what I'm saying. No, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, unlike some, you know, people na nagbubuljakan, you know, I'm not here to spread marites and call people names and and say, you know, I have Chanel of 1970s na vintage and all of that. But I hope, guys, you appreciate the split screen Mekos, Mekos edition na ginagawa natin. It's just a new experiment we're doing. And anyway, thank you very much, mga amigos. Muchas gracias. It was really, really a great pleasure sharing this year with you guys. And believe me, you, you guys think you're just a, you know, a message there. Uh, that's crazy. No, no, Italiano. Um, so see, I, I see your comments. I'm responding to them. I'm, I'm taking in all the information and, and suggestions and all of that. No. Thank you so much. Thank you so much again, guys, for, for all your support and all. Please just continue to do that and support everyone who's doing the right thing in this country. Because you never know. One day, we might get the perfect, not perfect, but, you know, you might swak na leaders para sa ating bansa. Hindi lang politically, but in every level of governance and, and, and every field of competence and leadership. Kailangan natin yan. Uh, educational, uh, uh, economic, corporate, media, journalism, government, all of this, right? We need really uh, a new approach to, 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 to leadership. And you're not going to get that if we do not have a proper understanding of how societies run in the 21st century and how societies are supposed to be run uh, in the 21st century. And those are the things that we do during, uh, in these vlogs and discussions and all. Thank you very much. Uh, wishing everyone a happy, happy new year. Of course, tomorrow is Sunday. It's going to be, um, you know, the day before um, New Year and Sunday, as you know, is, is Sabbath for me. So I always also advise for you folks. I know you can see I'm tired, the high bags and all of that. But at least I always make sure that I have at least one complete Sabbath day in every sense of the word. And at least on Fridays, digitally speaking, I try to take half a break. So as you can see, I don't make much comments. Yung baksa na scheduled. Or wala akong post almost 1 to 7 p.m. or 1 to 6 p.m. Very limited yung mga post usually on Fridays. No? Um, so please also take care of yourself. Try to make sure you have some sort of 
health uh, and um, vocation balance, you know, because, and uh, yeah, and my sincere apologies if, if ever, you know, we said things or we did things um, even inadvertently in the past year that may have hurt people's feelings and all of that. No, I always say whoever you voted for, whatever you have said against me or whatever in the past, as long as you're willing to listen, as long as you're willing to be self-reflective, and in some cases, could make contrition, and there's a you know will to redemption. I appreciate that. I respect that. And nakita ko yun, malamit ng comment niya sa mga videos natin. Ayon nga nung 2016, ganito binoto ko last year, tungo binoto ko ganon. Ngayon nagsisisi ako. At least, at least there's that level of of openness. And at the same time, also I mean in natin na no candidate has been perfect. No president has been perfect. All of our presidents have had their shortcomings, some way more than others. So, wag lang, wag rin tayo mag-feeling na, oh, dahil yung sinuportan nila, palpak lumabas, tapos yung uh, yung sinuportan mo hindi nanalo, don't assume that automatically yung sinuportan mo kung nanalo yun, that person would have been perfect. No, right? Governance is difficult. Politics is always divisive. This is a lot about emotions. Unfortunately, more about emotions than reason. So, we have to be patient and we have to be compassionate because through patience and compassion, we can push for critical thinking. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, Maram salamat. Uh, good vibes lang, good vibes lang. Jovelin dyan. Relax ka lang, Jovelin. Relax lang. Chill lang. All right. Ito na. Advice, Happy New Year, everyone. And uh, looking forward to greeting you. God willing, inshallah. Um, uh, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, soon, in uh, just over 24 hours, depending on what time uh, zones we are. Uh, <laughs> Um, thank you so much. Muchas gracias. Hasta pronto. Okay. Hope to see you guys. Adios. God bless and uh, talk to you soon. Happy New Year.